Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, (laughs) no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? And welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on Believe Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz. And this man is always an awesome presence. Any opportunity, we've had a chance to speak with this gentleman. And uh, you have to look at it this way. I know The Rock made a big transition into uh, movies. John Cena is in virtually everything. He's uh, hawking shamwows now. And uh, there's no time you turn on the TV or go to the theater that uh, he's not on the marquee somewhere. But uh, this gentleman here, I mean, uh, should be more well-recognized than either of those two yes. for his theatrical accomplishments. And uh, also, I would have to say in the ring as well, uh, we, we welcome Paul White, also known as The Big Show, to wrestling fans, but uh, in theaters now, starring in the movie Marcus, Paul White joins us here on After Hours. Uh, Big Show, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. That's a hell of an introduction. Thank you, guys. That's, you know, that's one of those kind of kind of ones I need to record myself and uh, play back every now and then if I'm having any doubts and how great I am. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the, only, the only thing missing was uh, me starting it out by saying, McMahon, this man is being uh, just disrespected in comparison to some of these other guys you're paying gobs of money to. Uh, tell us about Marcus and uh, what this project is all about, Big Show, because anything that you do, everything that you touch usually turns to gold. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, son of a but in this case, uh, I'm very fortunate to be a part of this film. Marcus is uh, its a very dramatic film. It's the story, the struggle of a man's journey with mental health issues. And um, uh, the, the main character is uh, is played by uh, Owen, Owen Miller. And uh, one of the other characters is Katana Malone. Now, Owen uh, plays a character, Marcus. And I, I play a character named Gus. And... Uh, I work with uh, Marcus, and I'm probably one of Marcus's only friends that kind of knows that Marcus is going through something heavy. But like most people, you don't know how to approach your friend uh, that has mental health issues. And even some people with mental health issues don't really know how to explain what's going on with them. So the opportunity uh, for me, this was originally a, a short film when it was first presented to me. I won a lot of awards. It was like a 10-minute film, and I was really blown away by um, the, the work that Owen Miller did uh, in that short film, and then get an opportunity to work with him. Uh, this has been an incredible, eye-opening piece for me on some of the struggles that people with mental health issues deal with. And then, you know, to, to also uh, work with Katana, who both of these actors are incredibly talented. Uh, Owen's one of the most his preparation and just the way he brings this Marcus character uh, 
presence of somebody that has a lot of talent, whether it's in athletics or, or entertainment, you just know they've got that next level skill that's on. And then being around Katana, who's an incredible actress at the same time, she has such an honesty and such a beauty that comes through uh, naturally in her own presence. This is a, a really cool thing to be a part of because I don't get to do stuff like this. It's, at seven foot, 400 pounds, there's not a lot of opportunities for me to be in a, in a, in a very dramatic film. I mean, you know, the comedy thing I've done, you know, I can have to make people laugh here and there. Um, yeah. You know, I, I can play a badass, but to be a part of something this dramatic was a really great opportunity. And this is written directed by J.R. Foley, who actually this is kind of his own personal experience that he's drawn from uh, when he wrote, uh, when he wrote Mark. Excellent. Uh, sounds fascinating. Uh, Paul White, the big show with us here on After Hours with Depot and Luby. Now, you're, I mean, wrestling fans know you as an extremely imposing figure when you're uh, wrestling and uh, during your, your professional career as an athlete. Um, how comfortable were you in the arena uh, of being involved in film at this point? At this point, uh, it's a, it seems like a natural transition. Anybody that's, that's in entertainment, uh, you crave to entertain your audience and to find an audience and to challenge yourself. I think that's why a lot of us, from um, like right away when, when I was working with The Rock years ago, like right away you knew that he was a next level talent. You could look at that guy and go, yeah, he needs to be a movie star. When he first did that money and said Haku Mishentai, it was like, oh my gosh, this dude is a film star. You just knew it right away. You know, same yeah. thing with Batista, uh, you know, his his presence, you know, because Dave is so chill. He's got a great, menacing, quiet presence on TV, uh, on film. It's amazing to watch. And, and John, we've, we've seen all the stuff that John Cena's done as well. It's a natural transition, I think, for us that want to push ourselves. And, and for me, um, it's definitely something I've always been a fan. I've always been a movie buff and, and stuff like that. So any chance I get to to be a part of something uh, like this, I'm definitely going to jump on board with. You know, and like I said, there's not a lot of roles written where you can put in a seven foot, four hundred pound guy. And it's not about my size. It's not about any of that. It's it's about the character. It's about the relationship the character has with the other characters. And for me, when I can be a part of a role and kind of wipe that away and concentrate more on the performance, uh, I'll grab that opportunity anytime. I'm really glad I did this. This is a great thing to be a part of. Paul White, the uh, big show with us here, and uh, he stars uh, in the movie uh, Marcus, uh, which uh, uh, really sounds like uh, an incredible project. Uh, you know, and, and not everybody would be a natural, and I don't know how well they would be accepted in movies. I, I can't imagine the Iron Sheik making that transition <laughs> or Kevin Sullivan. So, uh, you I know, don't know. I mean, you know, the, the Sheik is pretty funny, baby. You know, I mean, it would definitely be a rated art film if Sheik was involved at all. But... Uh... <laughs> Maybe not in a dramatic role like the the one that you're uh, involved with right now. Uh, always a pleasure, uh, Paul White, the big show. Nice. It's always great having you on uh, anything that we're doing. So uh, we appreciate that. And uh, you know, everybody, guests on this show receive a foreign object uh, <laughs> that they can make any kind of use right. of that they would like to. So uh, it's very appropriate here. And uh, thanks so much for joining us here on the program. Good luck with the film. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I appreciate it, yeah. He didn't seem to be adverse to uh, receiving that foreign object. No, no, Paul he White. seemed to expect it. <laughs> the Big Show happens to be one of the great ambassadors yes. for anything. 
Yes, yes, yes. I mean, and uh, he, he really is uh, an incredibly engaging guy, as you could tell from that conversation. And uh, this sounds like it's uh, no bullshit, this movie, uh, where, you know, I mean, he's not making some cameo as a, you know, comedic figure as a wrestler, but uh, actually playing a dramatic role. It'd be very interesting to see because, uh, you know, you can tell he, he's a great uh, conversationalist. And, you know, it, it's hard to imagine that this is the same big show that you see in the ring. Who you're, you're thinking, uh, you know, is this uh, big sort of strong, uh, silent type of giant, uh, you know, reminiscent of, of many of the great giants in professional wrestling history, Mike Luby Lubitz, including uh, the great Bob of the Giant and uh, maybe one of the all-time great giants okay. of all time besides Willie Mays, Andre the Andre, Giant. Yep. Well, was, uh, he's a clear departure because that's the thing. Andre the Giant was this imposing figure, and then even out of the ring, he wasn't a guy who wanted the spotlight. He didn't want to do interviews. Big Show is different. We, this is now our third conversation with him over our tenure. Like, we've had him in studio. Twi- we had him in studio, and yes. he was a blast, and he was with us a long time. Then we had him on Radio Row, and he played along and was a lot of fun. And now to speak with him here, like, he's the opposite. Like, he puts himself out there, and he's a great conversationalist. Like, we have yeah. a really good time with him talking. He'll make fun of himself. He'll make fun of things, but then he also will talk serious, which wrestling guys aren't always willing to do that. Like, I... I look forward to any time we have a chance to talk to him because he's, he really will get into stuff and really knows how to play along, too, which is cool. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, and I actually was going to ask him a really done my question. I mean, uh, it's not exactly like I'm uh, James Lipton on this sort of stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking, well, it must be a very easy transition from uh, professional wrestling into any type of, uh, you know, theatrical performance because, let's face it, you know, I mean, I, I don't know that you want to come right out and say it's this. Do you say this to a wrestler when you have them on? Like, the whole fucking thing is fake. <laughs> we know this. See, I was going to phrase it. There, there, that implication is there, though. The understanding is yeah, there yeah, when yeah, you yeah. talk to a lot of these guys uh, from the WWE, and yet they do have to maintain, you know, the, the whole, uh, you know, the election was rigged premise that, uh, no, this is all on the level. And that there's a legitimate uh, feud between this guy and this guy. And, you know, they don't necessarily want to talk about the fact that they, uh, you know, all go outside, you know, after the show is over and uh, out by the uh, dressing room there that's uh, usually in some trailer outside the arena. They're all having a Budweiser together um, after the match. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what's, what's cool about most of them is that they won't admit anything, of course, but they'll poke fun at it and they'll laugh about it and they'll have a good time with it. So that's why I like talking to wrestlers because they're always a little bit more loose and open about what they were involved in as opposed to some of the athletes. Like uh, most athletes are very have a stick up their ass a lot of the time. <laughs> wrestlers, it's what they do is just sort of mock life and mock society. So they're willing to mock themselves. So I really appreciate them when it comes to like the, these kind of conversations because they know how to handle them. I did a bunch of work for an organization called the NFL Alumni many years ago. I'm not sure. I think the NFL Alumni still exists, but they don't operate on the same basis that they did back then, which was their whole mission. I guess they accomplished the major part of it because the players that lined up in the National Football League, the foundational fathers and members of the league that, that paved the way for guys like Kyler Murray now to get a $50 million a year salary when uh, just a week ago, uh, the Cardinals and uh, Kyler Murray, the, the two sides hated each other. They were exactly. appalled. Uh, they were they were shutting each other. I mean, they were defriending each other, befriending each other on uh, or defriending uh, each other on Facebook, right? 
where uh, it's like, uh, I mean, is that the ultimate insult when, when you like, defend somebody? <laughs> well, like that guy Todd that was, uh, you know, on the phone call there when they fired us from the radio station. I mean, uh, the first thing I did, I was thinking, well, what can I do here? Is re- I, I want to defriend this uh, mother. Yes. Right? <laughs> That'll show him. There you go. <laughs> I mean business here. I never want this man to see my name again. <laughs> I want him shut out from all of my brilliant posts on social media. There you go. <laughs> it's crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, and, and it was weird because, uh, you know, th- th- these people were uh, unfortunately being ignored, the pre-59ers, in a sense by, I, I guess, I don't know, the executives in the league. Who was denying this money, this pension, that they should have been entitled well, to NFL. when uh, they were the ones that, brawled, you know, uh, went out there and, were bleeding from every pore, and uh, you know they they would play in uh, horrendous conditions with leather helmets on, and exactly. you know a lot of them. Uh, you know we didn't know anything about uh, the medical science behind this. Now, not that uh, that's really sparing anybody, because uh, you still see people checking out at ridiculously young ages, and uh, you know many of whom uh, later, you know, found uh, through uh, analysis to to have had CTE. Right. I mean, and some tragic stories uh, with that regard, which uh, the NFL doesn't like to talk about a lot. Right. Uh, Are are they uh, memorializing Junior Seau anytime soon? No, that's what's funny is they've. Yeah, they're more likely to uh, have like a Jay-Z, you know, get up. uh, Exactly. Like they embraced it in a sense, but you're not wrong. They sort of don't mention those players either. Like it's sort of anybody that like checked out, uh, you know, killed themselves or whatever. I mean, uh, the NFL, uh, very. Very uh, scarcely, uh, you know, will you and sparsely will you find uh, their names mentioned, uh, you know, in conjunction with anything uh, associated with the league. But uh, anyway, these guys were uh, getting a shaft for for a long, long time. I, I think that's been rectified to some level. I'm not exactly sure, uh, but uh, I do believe that there was some consideration given to players in the NFL that lined up before 1959. So, so we did a bunch of work uh, trying to help raise money for these guys and awareness uh, of the uh, situation. And what was good, though, heartening, was to see uh, some of the modern-day players finally paying homage to the, the founding fathers of the league. And, and, and the great thing about professional wrestling and all of the wrestlers that we've ever come across, I mean, uh, and, and it's been, what, uh, like at least uh, eight, ten, you know, professional wrestlers of, of, you know, some level of distinction, Luby, that we've interviewed over the years. And uh, almost all of them, uh, to a man, uh, I would say all of them, uh, were more than willing to pay homage to the founding fathers of professional wrestling and, and the early days where oh, yeah. it was Vince McMahon Sr. Oh, yeah. And you would mention Monsoon and San Martino and Killer Kowalski and, uh, you know, uh, any of the, uh, you know, real real greats that, that carved out this uh, path for these guys. And uh, Eduardo Carpentier, the flying Frenchman, Argentina Apollo, uh, Valentine. I mean, uh, any of these guys... They were all, you know, more on board with, with uh, you know, uh, the idea that these guys really deserve the utmost of respect, which, uh, you know, I have some respect for that. Right. Because th- those weren't guys that were doing steroids. They were just legitimately fat. Most of them. So, uh, you know, and, and a different era uh, and a very entertaining, obviously. I mean, uh, the success of it, in spite of what, whatever Vince McMahon does. Yeah. He should run for president. Well, he was a big <laughs> Trump guy, wasn't he? He has run. His, hasn't uh, he? Hasn't his wife was in the cabinet. Yes. What a- happened to her, man? She crawled back into the closet after <laughs> exactly. that. My God. Exactly. What happened? You don't hear much about what, no, uh, no. you know, the association was McMahon's wife. Well, uh, McMahon just the, paid uh, off some people because of some uh, 
stuff with, you know, uh, allegations and whatever. So, yeah, that, that's sort of why yeah. I don't think he's running. I mean, look, I guess it would fit. <laughs> We've had a president who had had lots of allegations, so I guess it doesn't take you out of it. But, uh, yeah, well, that's what's cool about these wrestlers is they pay homage to the past. Like, sometimes yes. athletes, like, look, LeBron is big into history, some of these other guys, but most athletes focus on the now and the future. Wrestlers, every time we bat a wrestler on, when you throw out these names that even I haven't really oh, heard of, them out there, yeah, they know sure. all of them and they love them. They have their favorite. They go, they're like kids and they just love delving into it, which I think is super cool. San Martino was just an enormous star. He really was Bruno San Martino in the early days of wrestling, and he's still around, isn't he? Bruno San Martino. Did we check that I out, think or so. did he yeah, check yeah. out? I think I think we looked in. Then he's still still around, kicking. I don't know. No, I, I think he he might have uh, he rolled a seven uh, a few years ago. The great Bruno San Martino, but oh man, a legendary, legendary uh, athlete. I mean, his autograph was as valuable uh, maybe as Mickey Mantle's. He passed in 2018. 2018. Yeah. Okay, so he stuck around for a long time. A long this guy time. He was living him. in Palm Beach, running him. an Italian festival. Uh, that that was his gig. But uh, no, great having a big show on. Uh, it, it sounded uh, very interesting. This movie that he's in. And uh, that's available right now. So we appreciate uh, the people that uh, arranged that for us. And, uh, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that uh, when they're doing these kind of uh, publicity tours, uh, they end up giving you like seven minutes of time. But uh, I think the big show occupied that and filled that in very fine fashion. We were happy to bring them to you here on Believe. Uh, uh, Louie, you have a great weekend. I hope everything goes well for you. Uh, the people on Believe can't see the new haircut, but you can follow us <laughs> on uh, South Florida Live. We, yes, we'd love sir. you to subscribe to that and find us on YouTube and Facebook yep. as uh, we go uh, live every morning, 7 to 9 Eastern time. And uh, what is often, uh, you know, in our opinion, uh, just if the show is fun to do, you would have to think uh, maybe uh, people are going to kick out of listening to it. So if you like this stuff, uh, check us out on our regular show. And then, of course, uh, we love the fact that you're finding us on After Hours here on Believe. Yes. And with that, we want to wish you, uh, you know, the best of uh, luck all weekend long Great and all weekend. of your degenerate activities. From Mike Luby Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest saying uh, even if you're a Met fan and you were anticipating a giant collapse, as Tug McGraw always said, you got to believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.